Where you come for life lessons and leave with a laughter-fueled boost. Let's fuel up your day one pod at a time. Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast, where I am your host, Joe Pettit, and I am so excited that you are with us again today. I have here with me my a good buddy, good pal Dave Gillespie. DG, how's it going? And to to Tennessee it's going great it's going great Jojo I'm very excited to be here talking to you again and whether we were recording or not it's always great to talk to you pal hey well I'll tell you now for for those that are just coming into the podcast Dave and I've had some great conversations leading into this we got some things that we believe are going to add a lot of value today if you haven't clicked subscribe already make sure you do that like it follow whatever you got to do on your uh, platforms as you do that <laughs> you need to do that every single time even on episode 1004 when i say like or subscribe thumbs. give them the old two thumbs give them up. thumbs, give them thumbs. <laughs> and uh so be sure to like it if you're listening to this on podcast be sure to leave a review that's the way that the podcast ranks us up toward the top but yeah we're excited to have you with us today and uh we got some things we want to talk about if you haven't listened to episode one be sure to go back, check that out for uh, to get a little bit more understanding of, of what we're doing, why we're here. Um, but Dave, and you can watch us eat. You can watch us eat, uh, it, and, and what a mighty good sandwich that we, I, it was. Tell me, Dave. Tell me, Dave. I mean, we didn't. I don't think unpacked it really. You're not a pimento cheese fan, uh, but you you did enjoy that sandwich. Sandwich was amazing. Uh, I wish I had my Chick-fil-A bag now to go ahead and start with the sponsorships, but the good folks at Aquafina <laughs> trying to help keep me hydrated tonight, and I and I appreciate that effort out of them. But, yeah, pimento cheese, not my favorite, uh, but that sandwich was fantastic. Chick-fil-A's done it again. <laughs> Once again, they get the award for bringing it home to Daddy. Um, so how was your weekend? How things been going in your world? Uh, let's see. Um, actually had a, had a good weekend. The, the youngest had a birthday. So we had like 10 kids at my house. Uh, but my wife was a champ and, and she, she led the chaos, uh, and, and nailed it and everybody had a great time. Uh, my fantasy football teams both lost. So I hate fantasy football right now. And outside of that, it was a good weekend, Joe. It was a good weekend. <laughs> what about yourself? Tell, tell, so tell me for what. those of you that are watching this a little later on, of course, this is the the Tuesday after week one of the NFL. And so fantasy football, we, it's the much-anticipated kickoff again of another fantasy football season. However, uh, Dave and I both are in a league together, and – I'm embarrassed to say it, but my team did not even crack 70. When you're putting up scores lower than speed limits, <laughs> that's concerning. But look, it's week one, Joe. Yeah. You know the deal. This thing is a marathon. Uh, and if not, then we just might as well have put our $150 together and made a small fire out of it. <laughs> so, so it's definitely one. Now I will say in the other league, uh, I did win and that felt good. Um, so, right. you know, I want to make sure that I'm not ready to quit yet. Uh, but, but I, I need, I need, 
I need I'm for good. my league with you to to pick up very very quickly because um yeah it's fantasy football it's fun though it is fun and and for those of you that don't don't participate in fantasy you know uh, I, I liken it Dave to to when I played you know used to collect cards as a little boy like uh, yeah. you you paid attention to people and knew their stats and you read the last four five six seven years and and you knew it I mean from the newspaper to the box scores I would read in the sports section to the cards. And so fantasy football is really cool because and, and NFL knows what they're doing. And I don't think they're the one who started it, but they understand why dorks, it's important. Dorks that started it. And now it's dork now it's dorks like us that keep it going. So you know, I've just, heard I've heard somebody say, Hey, look, why don't we have a make believe? Like, let's make believe, let's have a fantasy that we're really owning these teams. That's a great idea. I'm in. They're like, would Dude, you spend 150 bucks on it? I'm like, of course. I, I was at a a men's conference this weekend, and they said at the men's conference that they were asking, like, how many leagues are you in? I knew there were some guys in there. I wasn't many. It was only two or three. Seven. Savages. I Those don't... guys got a problem. We <laughs> are bordering. You and I are bordering on a problem. These guys got a problem. Listen, I think it was you that – that said basically after two, it's really not fun anymore. Because eventually you you're you're rooting for guys that in are helping you in one league and hurting you in another. <laughs> and that's not fun. It's too complicated. <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 like a it's it's just too much. Yeah. It it is it is extremely weird, but you know, fantasy is one of those things that is fun because all ages Male, female, anybody can play. It's all it's good, fun. Good, clean, wholesome fun. It really is. And, and now the things that the, 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 depending on the league you're in and the people you're playing with, the the people in the league might say not so clean and wholesome things to each other. But fantasy football, as it is, is a good, good, clean family. It really is. Activity. It really is. Pull up, you know. Let let the children come to the table. Let them draft with you. It's all good. It's all fun. Just don't let them read the chat. Just, <laughs> which is pretty true with most things that's out on the internet and everything else. So let's true. just let's keep them uh, uh, guarded a little bit with that. But you know, speaking of football as well, you know, it's a say it again. So the internet is filled with hatred and pettiness. Hmm. Well, it's funny you say that because we're only twenty four hours away. The Jets fans felt as if, and no, this is not a football podcast. Uh, however, what we will talk about is real life stuff and how it relates to us as people, because at the end of the day, we like to evaluate our behaviors. Dave and I talk a lot about self-awareness and, and really being aware and, and trying to um, condition how we behave in certain areas of life. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that happened in the last 24 hours, Jets fans, I mean, I was rooting for them. I mean, who doesn't want to see a, a, a program that an organization who hasn't done well in years and years and years do well, get that one person only to see that Rogers went out, I think on the fourth snap, I think it was devastating. Uh, that's devastating. And, and, and honestly, it's one of those things where like, <clears throat> it fits with the Jets story. It does. It's very on brand for the Jets. To, to 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 set the pins up and then bring in the bowling ball of Aaron Rodgers, like, dude, we're about to get a strike right here. And for some reason, the ball doesn't come back out of the return. Season's <laughs> over. Poor guy's hurt, which, which again, I, I feel yeah. horrible for him. I feel oh. horrible. But, but 
Does every is everybody sad about it, Joe? Well, that's funny because I noticed some people on social media uh, last night who happen to be some Packers fans. And again, this isn't towards Jets or Packers. It's just all we're doing is observing human behavior. That's just all we're doing. So are you are you saying that they were taking joy? Uh, Mr. Rogers, let's just say that it was almost as if they were waiting for, for something so tragic to happen to Rogers and the jets. And that's what led us to today's conversation around why are humans like that? Why are we so petty? We're petty. Well, uh, I, I think that the pettiness is, now, now let me let me say there's probably varying degrees of pettiness, right? Sure. Like on the internet, if if you're if you're going into the internet with expectations that it's not going to be petty, well, that's almost petty of you to just be like, well, I can't believe these people are talking to each other that way. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! It's the internet. There's no hall monitor. I mean, dude, people are going to say what they're going to say. Uh, but still, there's a more up-close personal level of pettiness that we see in our day-to-day, whether it's coworkers. A great example in my house, me and my wife have three kids, 15, 11, and 9, and sibling pettiness is at an all-time high. Uh, so, but but I think ultimately the just the human aspect of being petty is really just more about awareness because it's kind of in my in my mind there's kind of two parts there's the first part of observing pettiness so watching i watch my kids behave petty toward each other or or i'm on the internet and i see people petty or 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 at work and i see people being petty and then there's the the second part is my awareness because over time there's certainly moments throughout life where all of a sudden i'm in some situation and i'm like think i'm petty and so once i I can be aware of my pettiness and see other people's pettiness it's not a very hard thing for me especially the older i get to where i'm like i don't want to be that character Mm -hmm. i want to be petty uh you know there's enough pettiness in the world without because honestly i'd be probably pretty damn good at it i feel like i might be the michael jordan of pettiness if i committed to it (laughs) But I don't want to be that. And I and, and and there's enough of that in the world that I'm not contributing what I could potentially contribute to it. So pettiness, it's it's part of being a human, but I, I don't think any of us are doing ourselves or those around us any favors by not being aware of it. Your thoughts, Joe. Well, it's it's funny that you went back to children because if you're watching this podcast, listening to it, wherever you may be listening or watching it. Uh, at one point, you were a child. Is that fair? <laughs> I don't think anybody gets a pass to go, you know. And, and there's probably some adults out there that are technically still children. Well, we're not going to go there quite yet. Right there. Right? We just, you, you're the one that said we're just observing human behavior. Here, so as children, it's almost as if it is, it, it's, it's in us, hmm. especially if you have siblings. Uh hmm. You know, again, being the youngest of three boys, you know, three boys in the house, a lot of pettiness would happen, right? And and the fact is, is that a lot of it was happening because the one who was being petty and a lot of times was trying to get the upper hand. Ugh. 
And I think that this is where we as humans and as adults, and I'm so thankful that you said it yourself, like, hey, I mean, I if we're being honest, there are times that I am being petty. I could be amazing at it. And, and being aware of it is a different piece. And so the fact is, is that if we recognize it, that maybe we're being petty because we're trying to always get the upper hand. So back to sports. That's just a great example. The the fans who traded away their best player, I'm going to take the names out because you fill in the blank. The team that takes out their best player gets traded away. Well, now they don't have the upper hand anymore because they lost the talent. Yeah. And so the only way they feel as if they can get the upper hand back is by celebrating the failures of that talent that left them. Uh-uh. <laughs> ah, look, look, ah, I mean, I'm not how's laughing. That, how's, that, how's that taste? Are yeah. you liking that? Yeah, I, I'm so glad it happened for you and not me. And and see, here's the thing about it is that level of pettiness ultimately starts to play out in other areas of life, right? But when we can just pause for a moment and recognize it, that's going to help us get to the place of, of like, maybe I am. And and would it be fair to say, Dave, that that getting the upper hand isn't always what we need? I would say, so I, this, in, in a couple of weeks, I'll be 44 years old. Well. And so it's taken 40 years to get to, to some of the thoughts that I have on life as it relates to being a dad, friend, coworker, whatever it is. Uh, and I feel like as I age, the most important things nowadays are not the things I say. They're the things that I don't need to say mm. because I, I think about me, you know, me and my wife at how we've grown because we, this has been for both of us, but you know, there's been times where you, you let's say you're having a little tiff or whatever, and you're kind of me, me, me back and forth with each other. Uh, and there, you know, my, Hannah will tell you this, like, you know me, Joe, I'm a lover, right? Like it smiles, fun and this and that. But when it finally does switch over, I go directly for the throat. Okay. <laughs> like verbally, the I, I don't, I'm not trying to take your legs out. I'm going for the throat so you can bleed out for my terrible words or, you know, what, <laughs> whatever cutting statement I've come up with. Uh, but, you know, as I've gotten older and tried to be more aware you know, some of the, one of my most important traits I feel like as I age is actually what I don't say. Uh, and, and that's a hard thing to quantify because everybody wants words and answers, solutions, whatever it is, but it's actually the things that I can keep my, myself from saying mm. uh, that has probably benefited me more than anything as I've aged, because I, I'll, I'll have a situation that comes up and I'll be like, dude, 30-year-old Dave would have had to say something. Like, he would have been, 30-year-old Dave would have been like, I have to be heard. Well, guess what? Forty, Almost 44-year-old Dave, he realized he doesn't have to be heard because the world is full of people that want to be heard. And let's be real, whether it's us talking here or, or whoever, there's a portion of everything that every person in the world says, and nobody cares. And that's okay. That's not about, I'm not saying that in a derogatory fashion. I'm saying me needing to, like, Wanting to to say my my thoughts on every single thing, like if it's especially in a potentially negative situation, um, it doesn't add any value. 
to to my relationships. You know, now if it's something funny, I'm gonna say it, right? Uh, but if it's something that that could be hurtful over time, I, I've I've just gotten better at leaving the parts out that that I don't want to be to a part of my lexicon, a part of my communication with my friends, loved ones, and even my enemies. Do you know what I mean? I, the enemies get they get nothing from me. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm st- I'm I'm stone faced old guy now. Where where when I was younger, I might have been more willing to have words with a person, mm-hmm. which I don't have any enemies, as you know that. But 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 no matter who you are, you got people that don't like you. I mean that's just the reality of life. And so those people, as I get older, I see my kids, and they will give energy to things they don't like. And as I get older, the things I don't like, they don't get any energy from me. Uh, so I hope, you know, that that's, but, but I think the awareness is probably the biggest part of, be, of seeing myself and being like, I want to be like that uh, and trying to change as much as I can. I, I think the other thing that's, that's really cool inside of being aware is exactly what you just said is like choosing what not to say. Mm. Do, do, do I really need to be heard? And because typically if I need to be heard, it comes down to, I need to pad my, I need, I need to kind of pat my ego. It's a selfish act. Correct. And so the, and so the pettiness going back to that, trying to get the upper hand, it's because now I need to have control again, which really, if we're being completely honest, comes back to a, a lack of security and insecurity. And so I always, I say this all the time. The only way that you can pull a weed is to get it by the root. Like if you really want to pull the weed out, you got to get down to the root cause. If you snatch the weed from the top, what's going to happen? It's going to look good for a second, but it's always going to come back and sometimes stronger. And so if we get to the root of, of why are we so petty? And I mean, in every area, cause you, you mentioned merit. Oh, bro. I, I think if we're all being for real, like I, I could probably list a whole line and I'll be honest with you, Dave. Before I came on, I I knew what we were going to talk about today. Of course, we had mentioned it earlier in the conversation, and I was this close. Uh, luckily, the children saved me. I was going to ask my wife, "Hey, we're going to talk about this tonight. Could you give me a time or two that I was paying? Joe's was greatest like, hits? You, you I was about like, I was about to ask. I was like, we wouldn't have even been able to record tonight. Y'all still be talking about it." <laughs> Dude. And so the kids saved me. Uh, and so I, I know they're there uh, because we're always being petty about something. But the key is how do we reduce it? Because do I really need to be heard? Not always. So here's what I want for people that are listening. Th- this is what I want you to really think about for a second is why is it that you feel like you need to be heard? Like, like reflect on that for a second. Like, why is it that you feel like you... Because at the end of the day, if you shift your perspective on why you are saying it, then maybe it'll make you second, like not second guess, but think about it before you say it. Maybe there's also a differentiator uh, because in the moments in life, there are moments in life that we absolutely need to be heard. Uh Yeah. And so when a moment comes along, you know, maybe something we do is decide, do I need to be heard or do I want to be heard? Because if I want to be heard, that is, that's a me thing. Do you know what I mean? If I need to be heard, maybe it's because something's, someone's being treated bad. Like something wrong is happening. I need to be heard. But like, I want to be heard is like, yeah, well, you're ugly. You know, that that's, that's the, I want to be heard. Uh, and so there's, there's a differentiator in there, in my opinion. 
so you nailed it. So what we can do is ask ourselves, do I want to be heard or do I need to be heard? Because what we're saying is don't go mom, don't go silent. No, that's not the answer because I think a lot of times when we're trying to get the upper hand or we're trying to, to we're being petty about the wrong things mm. because I mean, we could always spin this into like, well, what if we were being petty about how kind we could be? Like, what if we were trying to nitpick about how, how much kinder, how can I outmatch you? And you know, and a lot of times in marriages, we talk about like, how can I outserve you? Mm. No, no, no. Let, let you first. No, no, no. You first. No, no, no. How can I? And, and so that's being, you know, you could kind of say that's being petty because it's looking at the smallest details of it. And so what I want to do is really, I want you folks to hear what Dave just said there. Ask yourself, if you can pause, this is where emotional intelligence comes in, right? The, the whole act of being able to control your emotions, to manage them, to influence not only how you behave, but the way that other people behave as well. Ask yourself, do I want to be heard or do I need to be heard? Mm. And I think when you ask yourself that really, will start to, it'll, it'll really allow you to open up and say, you know, maybe I need to not say anything. Well, we, you and I have long conversations all the time. And in a moment like that, what, what is the path to answers always comes in the form of what questions, questions, the best questions. Do I want to be heard? Do I need to be heard? And when you, th when you, when you just say it like that, you could, you could just outlay that over, over any moment. And you would probably, most people, you would immediately be like, need to be heard, need to be heard, want to be heard. You could sort them. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so if you can sort them that truthfully, that's, 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 uh, that's awareness. Uh, and, and that, and that, that, that could be the first step and not completely eradicating pettiness. I think it's too embedded into humanity, oh, for but, sure. but, but I, I do think that we agree that like, you know, as long as we've known each other genuinely, that is one of the one, like why, why you and I are so connected over the years and, and, and enjoy each other so much is dude, can you even remember a time in 25 years when we've been petty towards each other? <laughs> no, 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 I can't either. And that's pretty amazing. And, and so that, that's part of the reason we're so connected, but you see it all around you in the world. And, and I don't think that anybody could objectively say to themselves or to any P or any person out there that they think that their moments of pettiness that they're aware of make the world a better place. I just no. don't. I just don't believe it. And, 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 you know, I think the other thing too, Dave, is, is when we're really being petty, what we're doing really at the core of it is we are looking for something to offend us. Mm. I mean, we, we can't wait. I mean, we are picking it apart. We're, we're going all after it, and all we can see is I, that was it. That was exactly what I was looking for. And then that's where the pettiness becomes triggered. And so another thing that we have to do sometimes is, is ask ourselves, what are you looking for? Mm. Are you looking to be offended? Because you're going to people watching this right now, right now, something we've said, if you came into this being, <laughs> that's the way we'll turn this again, we might not have a single listener, you know, after something, but that's the thing, like, Right now, if you came in, hey, by the way, those of you that aren't listening, you're very petty. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> if you're not listening, for sure, you're being petty. Definitely petty. Uh, and so 
if you you're guys looking, are listening, you guys totally are not. If you're looking for something to be wrong, if you're if you're breaking down what's going on in the background, if you're breaking down the audio, you're breaking down the the, the waves in my hair, like you know what I mean? Like, what are you trying to? Don't you do it? They're nice <laughs> waves, Joe. I mean, it could be this. I mean, so they're lovely waves. And so, I think what happens is that when we're being petty, we are really looking to be offended. That's I it. Agree. I would agree because because as I as I watch my kids behave, mm-hmm. uh, and they're a great example. Do you know what I mean? Because I mean they're just tiny adults, basically. You know, and, and the fact that like you know, there's varying degrees as people age, they get out of some of that. But then there's people, adults that I see that act just like them. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and so I, I you can see it develop like one of them will already be upset with another one about something. And they got that right. look where they're just already got like the, they smelled a fart or ate a lemon. <laughs> and then that, that the other one will walk by and they'll, they'll, like you said, just be scanning like, just like, yeah, well, your shoes are dumb or you're, you know, and you're just like, guys, we're digging here. Like literally we are now expending energy. Because I won't get on the physics of it on this episode. We'll talk about it at some point. The the universe is just energy transferring into -hmm. different forms. And so we only have so much energy. So this is, this is part of, I think that the awareness that you and I talk about, like I only have so much energy. I can't put it towards these things, you know, at 44 years old, dude, I mean, numerically I could be well past half of my life. You know what I mean? So there, there's no, I don't have the energy for it. Now I will say, I guess what makes it so easy for kids is because, well, time is infinite, right? right. I mean, this one, my kids are just like, yeah, well that's forever from now. And, and you and I were kids and we met e- each other and yeah, it seemed like 40 it's, was some 40 like, was old. Yeah. You're like, bro, do people even live that old? And yeah. <laughs> We're like, we, we, old. we had a guy, we had a guy that worked with us that we hung out with someone. He was 28. We were like, gosh, you're old. This dude's a fossil. <laughs> so, so, so what, again, what we're really taking a, a look at here is that we're, we're looking for the offense and, and that's when we're being really petty. Now, Dave, we won't use names and we don't have to use specifics, but you know, in a conversation that we had off air, you were sharing a work situation, mm. right? Where, where someone comes up and, and every so often they're, they're like, hey, you know what? JT over here put this cart right here uh, beside my door and, and they were trying to make me fall. And you're like, JT always puts a cart there and you hadn't said anything for months. Why is it that now JT is starting to offend you? <laughs> and it really is, you know, because listen to these squabbles sometimes between people at work is – uh you know, it's personal. I mean, that's just the bottom line. It's personal. And, and, and a lot of, a lot of the personal things that we have, uh, offense, you know, again, energy expenditure, the older I get, and this is my message to the kids are not listening, but I'm going to keep saying it is put your energy into the people that you do love and you do care about. That's where your energy needs to go. We waste too much energy as a collective on the things we hate. Or people we hate. How much energy do you have? Stop wasting it. You're literally, I mean, 
Food is energy. So you are going to the st- you're going to work to make money to go to the store to buy food and turn it into hate. Save your energy. <laughs> Save your money. Spend your money better. Use your energy better. Oh, that's good. And so for those of us that, that and maybe like, let's say this, let's talk to the people that, that are petty. And then I want to talk to the people that, that maybe have somebody that is petty, right? Because I, I think sometimes we've been wronged. Okay. And, and now we, we have this little bit of offensiveness to us. We, we got this little bit of like chip on our shoulder. Our, our star player was traded away, so to speak. And, and now we feel like we don't have the upper hand because you said something that I didn't like, and we've never really dealt with it. Well, here's the first thing. If, if that's how you were approaching work every day, wow. Talking about wasting energy. It's not going to be fun. Oh no. And you don't deserve it. For those of you listening, like you don't deserve to wake up every day. Newsflash. You get one life, just one. That's it. You only get one. And what a disaster to waste it on being petty about stuff that you really shouldn't be petty about. And so I want to just talk to that, that person for just a second, because maybe you, you have been wrong, but here's the thing about it. There is no amount of wishing that yesterday would be better that you can do. So whatever happened yesterday, Monday, last summer, last year, there is nothing you can do to make yesterday better. Nothing. I'm sorry. So instead of going into work thinking about, Oh, I, I, something's going to go wrong. Something's about to, you know, you know, mess up. And, and we start to be very petty because we're trying to just break everything down because we think that be here's the, here's the lie that we have to identify. And I believe that when we identify it, that's going to help us start to, okay, well now what can I do to condition myself is that we now believe that in order to get the upper hand, I need to be petty. Mm. Because as the awareness grows, you, and, and it's, you know, it's not like we're monks or anything like that, but, but, (laughs) but as, you know, ultimately I, my, my life can't just be about that. Like my, my life can't be relegated to just this constant state of pettiness because uh, it's not productive and it doesn't solve anything. And as you can kind of expand your view and your awareness is when you finally see that it actually really intrinsically has zero value in the world. Mm. There's no value. Like if if someone wants to explain the value, I'll say this. The value of pettiness is maybe just for Internet humor. Outside of that, it has no value. I see memes and stuff all the time that are just I'm like, okay, that's funny. It's it's wrong, but it's funny. Uh, But outside of that, in in our day to day interactions, there's no intrinsic uh, or unseen even value to it. Yeah. Neither to the experiencer or or the person who is getting petty, if you will. Well, but because again, you know, you you will reap what you you sow. Okay, I believe that the more you keep sowing those seeds of pettiness, you're going to get it back in return. Mm. I mean, Dave, do you know anybody? Any no names? <laughs> we don't have insurance yet for this podcast, so. Uh, do you know somebody that they, they, they always seem like somebody's doing them wrong? 
They always get an attitude from the cashier. They always, you know, such and such happened to me when I was, like, it always seems. It's, it's, of course, I know right. tons of people like right. that. And so I believe that it's a, self, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Correct. Because if we're always looking for it and we're always dishing out, that's typically what we're going to find, right? You're going to find it. So, so for those of you that, that maybe you're like, you know what, maybe I am, well, how do I know? Well, let, let's just first and start out by saying that we all are petty <laughs> to some degree, as you mentioned in the earlier part of this, to some degree, we're all being some level of pettiness. But you don't have to be that way all the time, because as Dave said earlier, like sometimes what I don't say is the best thing to say. Mm. Just I don't need to say anything because once it goes out, it's done, it's over. And so capturing those thoughts and and really taking a hold and and taking control of what we think is going to also help what comes out. Because what if I went into work trying to look for the good in things? And now and I know some of you are listening to me right now, like, come on, man, like for real. I mean, I've had jobs where I, I, I work with people and they were like, did you see what he said again? Did you see that email? I can't. And I'm like, yeah, but I did. But am I going to allow that to change how I interact and behave with him or her or how we do this project? Because I I don't want to be miserable. I don't. Now you're getting to the crux of it because the reality is everything that we're talking about here. Number one, there's, there's two, there's two steps. Number one is exposure. Okay. So what we just said is, is, do I want to say it? Do I need to say it? All right. This starts the process of being aware of the pettiness. The second part is the choice because it's possible for a person to have a behavior like pettiness with my, I don't, I don't think my kids think they're being petty. I think they consider it justice. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, literally, I think they consider it just You're right. the way that they behave to each other. But in the react, but, but in reality, it's, it's super petty. And so my job is to eventually try to get them to be aware of their pettiness so they can then make the choice to not, to not be that way to each other. Because again, I, you know, I have a, a, a that I grew up in the same house with an older sister, six years older than me and a younger brother, 16 months younger than me. And I was at odds with everybody all the time. Uh, And one of the reasons was, is because I was extremely petty. That's how I know I could be great at as an adult, Joe. Like, like that's how I know I could be amazing at being petty if that were my life choice. Uh, But over time I had to face it. Do you know what I mean? Like basically I had to, to look at myself from, from a child to teenager and just basically understand that like I was very petty and, and, and I, and I made, I complicated relationships. I made it difficult on my mom and dad at times. I made it mm-hmm. difficult for my brother and sister at times. And I didn't think it was a choice. You know, I'm just wrapped up in the emotion because it all comes from an emotion, right? Always. Anything, anything that you need to say can probably have almost no emotion with it. Anything that you want to say is just sprinkled with emotion, right? Uh, and so kind of separating uh, my old behaviors from, from how I try to try to behave now. Exposure, I had to be aware of it. And then choice, I had to choose to not be that way. Now, now eventually it just becomes how you are. Uh, and, and now as an adult, 
my my brother and sister the same way and we have great relationships um but when we were kids like i would have been voted most likely to go to jail like every year if we would have had that superlative like who of the three is going to end up in jail everybody would have been like dave even my mom would have been like probably dave uh now that never happened and and i got on the good side of life but but eventually but I, I had I had to face the fact that I was the I was like a nuclear reactor that was producing energy for petty behavior as a kid. So Dave basically says for everybody who's petty all the time, you're going to jail. That's really what he just That's right. Said. That's right. <laughs> but uh, but but I love the fact that you gave the people some uh, some application pieces of it. So what what we have to do is understand that exposure and then those seeds, because you know when we're speaking about choices, we're speaking about seeds. Say that all the time is that exposure than the choices, the seeds that we plant is ultimately what we're going to reap in time. And so the first is like, if, if you're the, the petty person, how, how do you really fix it? We just gave you some, some good takeaways. They let's talk to the people that, that maybe you're starting to correct it and condition it, but you've noticed that unfortunately you have to work with people and, and they're extremely petty. You know, how, how do we help them? And, and I want to just lead into it by saying, maybe you are the only exposure that they see of someone who isn't petty. Right. And so keeping your cool and not biting. Okay. And not feeding it because it, what you starve will die. Yeah. I was going to say the, the, the not feeding it is a much more powerful action than engaging it. And they know it too. Do you know what I mean? Like they know it too. Cause I know times I've been petty and someone just wasn't having my crap. And I was like, dang it. I'm <laughs> right, the weak right. one here. <laughs> you know, like I'm the weak one. Well, let me one go here. find somebody. Let me go yeah, find yeah. somebody. I'll punch downward so I get somebody. <laughs> uh, I, th I think ultimately, I think this is the tricky part because you talk about applications in terms of like what what would a person do and i think exposure either in a conversation or exposure to you exhibiting the behavior where you're not getting down in the muck there is about as much as you can do now if it's a person you have a close relationship with maybe you can have a, a deeper conversation right. but like in a more casual relationship just exhibiting behavior might just be the best thing uh, but ultimately this is this is the tough part right here especially for the people that are super petty, you're going to be the one that's going to have to change it ultimately because no, no person changed it for the way I interact with people, except for myself. That's what changed it was me observing, seeing people being petty, participating in pettiness. And the more I observe and, and see other people and then sort of relate that to myself it took me saying, I don't want to be like this. And it took me consciously eventually learning to bite my tongue. And then over time, you know, get more water under the bridge as you age. I started to see that a lot of the, the most petty things are petty behaviors are about nothing. They're not always like petty behaviors about some big, important topic. It's usually about nothing. So again, some of this comes with age and experience, but you know, three kids and a wife, dude, you're not getting me. Like I got enough stuff tugging at me to where 
the pettiness and the little, you know, back and forth that goes on, whether it's on the internet, I, I'm not getting involved, man. Like, you know, I, I see people like getting involved on the internet and I mean, their fingers on fire, just like this son of a, you know, just like, I'm going to give them a piece of my, and I'm reading stuff that people write on the internet. And I'm like, bro, how in the hell did you have the energy and put the effort in to write this like 4,000 word dissertation because Claude in Minnesota made some comment that you didn't agree with on the internet. What yeah. the hell are we doing people? Yeah. Focus on the people you love. Focus on the things that you like. Focus on what you want the world to be right. because too much energy goes into things we hate and, and things that piss us off. That's where the, the, the there, there's a, um, in the world of media, right. That I don't, I can't remember if, if we've had this conversation, but there's a guy, I read an article, his name's Clay Travis, very, he's on Fox now, but he started on radio here in Nashville, had done a, a really good job of, of growing his brand. And now he's like nationwide. Like I said, he's on Fox. He's got his own. Uh, but I'd read an article of his as it related to producing media. And he was, he was like in, in the real world, this doesn't apply, but in the media world right here, it does apply. And it is, there is only two emotions that matter. And, and the, and, and it is love or hate hmm. because they both are, energy expenditures so if you do something that i love i'm like oh, i type and joe you're the best ever i love you i took the time and spent the energy to tell you how much i love you you're joe you're great and if i hate you it's the same amount of energy right so i'll still take the time come up with the words to be like joe you suck yeah. so in the world of media there's largely only one cardinal sin and that is indifference so but in the real world Hey, I live in difference. Do you know what I mean? Like indifference is my path where I'm just yeah. like, people are getting caught up in this. I'm just like, no, man, I'm not doing that. I got too much going on and I got too many things that I'm focused on to not spend my, my energy and spend my time. Now, again, in the world of media, those things play quite well. Uh, Cause Good point. I, let, let's, let's, let's just be real. What, what does everybody like? What does American Idol show you? It shows you two things, the absolute best and the absolute worst. Yep. It'll show you the people in the middle because you're like, yeah, she's a pretty good singer. Great. It shows you William Hung. She bangs. She, I mean, that's what it shows you. And then it shows you on the other side, you know, Carrie Underwood or whoever, sure. because love and hate, that's all that matters in the world of getting people to pay attention. Uh, but in the in, you know, the real world, and this may be a, an issue as it relates to social media and social interaction in person today, uh, but they're, they're two different things. And so I see people behaving more in real life to each other like they're online. Uh, and I don't think that's a good that's a good path for humanity to go down, because ultimately, just like you and I sitting here talking, you know, people you think hate you or people you think whatever. A lot of times when you're sitting across from them, you find out that it's sort of there's an exaggerated reality out there that exists in media. That's like everybody hates me or everybody. And you, most of your dealings on the street, one on one with individuals, 
it's not that way. You know, you end up talking to people and find out that honestly, most people want the same thing you want. They want to be able to make enough money to take care of their family, have fun when they can have fun and mostly leave people alone. I really genuinely believe most people are like that. But the problem is there's so much energy coming from the poles. Do you know what I mean? The love and the hate. There's so yeah. much energy yeah. coming that it only takes a handful of people to really, you know, throw, throw the rock in the pond that sends the waves all the way out. Uh, so well, the reality. And Dave, let me ask you this, the, the, the older gentleman, right. That that's sitting on the park bench enjoying himself mm. just seems to like seems to be uh, at peace just filled with joy um how do you think that what what do you think that that man's view he's what do you think it. that he would say about pettiness he's above it i think he would say something similar to what we said he's like i i, I won't even give my energy to it so say what you're gonna say do what you're gonna do leave me out of it and i'm not gonna do anything to you you know, go, go go on about your business because ultimately, and and this is you know, it's funny because I say this as it relates to you see people in different relationships. Like, one, what 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 makes the best relationship uh, between a man and a woman? It is one where the other one is not trying to change the other one. It's it's acceptance. Do you know what I mean? Like, I saw this with my dad. My dad was married several times, but his final wife, Kay, dude, she was amazing. She she didn't try to change him at all. Right. And so just accepted him for what he was. And so you talk about the old man on the park bench. He's just like, dude, I ain't trying to change you guys. I I, I only got whatever amount of time. I'm going to focus on the things that I like. If you want to be a part of it, if you want to be part of the positivity, we can have a conversation this and that. But I think, I think the older folks just are like, I'm not participating. Well, and, and I mean, it- it's funny because I, I don't think you would ever go up to somebody who seems to be like at, at an older age. That's just very patient. That's very, you know, filled with joy. Somebody that you really want to be around. Let's be for real. Right. That is all about the pettiness. Now there are plenty of old people. You're running from those people. Normally there are people out there that are older, middle-aged, younger, young adult that are all about the pettiness. And, uh, and let's be for real. That's not where you want to be. It's not because you're trying to keep distance from them. It's just that, well, I mean, do you, are, are we really trying to be around all the pettiness? And so, you know, I, I, we don't want to be petty about this today or anything, but at some point you got to close out this conversation for folks. And so what, what we want to do is, is hope that you've, you've gotten some value from today. And if you have, again, below, uh, click the like button, click subscribe. That every time you hear like, that's your cue. And uh, click that subscribe button. Let us know. Write a review if you're listening to this on uh, wherever podcasts are going to be uh, broadcasted out to you, wherever you're watching this, listening to it from. Write a review. Write a comment below. Share it uh, with other people that you believe would find value. Share, tag somebody who's being petty. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. No, Don't tag do that. them. They need to hear it, Joe. It's like the, the awareness is the first stage. Exposure, exposure, exposure. You got it. You got to be exposed to the reality. Uh, of so, definitely. And you said something earlier. You said you said nobody deserves that, and I agree. But if you're exposed to it and you still choose pettiness, you do in fact deserve it. <laughs> is what it is. So we, you know, we we hope that you found some value today. We're excited that you joined us here on the Corner Booth Podcast, and uh, we're looking forward to the next future episodes. 
Seeds to Success. As always, this podcast is brought to you by JoePettitInspires.com. Also, NewLeafLeadership.com. If we can ever help serve your organization, your team, your conference to bring you an event that will transition and shift and transform those that you work with and how you do what you do, feel free to look us up, JoePettitInspires.com or NewLeafLeadership.com. David, it has been an absolute honor to see you again today, sir. Always, my friend. Sporting that merch. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. And uh, we can't wait to have you back with us the next time. And all we ask you to do as you go out is always be looking out for those that need a little uh, a hand, a little word of encouragement. Do what you can to make the world a better place, because ultimately we need more of that today. David, any final words? Loved it. Had a great time. Uh, the Stop the pettiness, guys. Life's too short. We, we, don't, we don't have much time here. <laughs> Until next time, uh, keep being awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Out. You've been listening to Cup of Joe Unfiltered, the podcast where you come for life lessons and leave with a laughter-fueled boost. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Joe Pettit Inspires or visit JoePettitInspires.com or NewLeafLeadership.com. Take care and see you next time on Cup of Joe Unfiltered.